0: Welcome in to the channel podcast. I am your host, Rainey, alongside my good friend, Austin Brown. It is Monday, December the 19th, 2022. We're going to get into a lot of things tonight, starting off with Tennessee basketball. Austin's going to give us some recruiting news. We're going to play some trivia tonight. Uh, The question in trivia tonight is, where did these NFL players play college ball at? We're going to name several players, and you're going to have to guess where they are from. And we'll get into a lot of other things. We got to talk about Kentucky basketball, too, as well, because they suck. But again, welcome to the channel podcast. I am your host, Rainey, alongside Austin. What's going on, my friend? Uh, You know. The usual, uh, not going so good on my,
1: my pro sports teams, but, uh, nothing playing, complain with Tennessee really. I mean, the basketball game wasn't what we wanted, but it's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, we played as I think as good as we could have possibly played in our, against Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. someone who, who didn't play well was the officials and we'll get into that as well. But the Tennessee Vols dropped to Arizona 75-70 on Saturday. Uh, we can talk about the fish shading in a second because it was actually freaking atrocious. Uh, but I want to talk about first before we get into the negatives, I want to talk about the positives and the fight of this team to, to start off this podcast. Because this team, I'm going to go ahead and just say something I tweeted out. It was something I tweeted out. I think this team is one of the best tournament type teams that Rick Barnes has ever assembled. I think by season's end, they're gonna be very, very hard to beat. Probably harder than any team that Rick Barnes has assembled that's made the tournament. And this team's gonna make the tournament because I think they're really, 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 really oh. good.
1: Yeah, we're in top ten. I mean,
0: yes. But I I just, in my opinion, I just think towards the end of end of the season, you're going to see this team be so hard to beat. And I know the whole the whole thing of well, regular season Rick Barnes, regular season Rick, I get that. I get that. He and gets I, that. He definitely gets that. I get that. Yeah, I definitely get it. I've, I'm a Barnes basher at times. I really am a Barnes basher at times. I, I, and I do bash him because I think he makes some dumb decisions at times. Not all the time. I still think he's a great coach. But at the same time, I look at this team and I say something different than I've said in the past. They're so big. They're big. Mm-hmm. They're long and they're big. That's what she said. And they're just – they're they're out there. Like they're, they're so athletic and big. This is something we haven't had is, since I, I don't know when. We've always been kind of undersized, not had many big men – this team is huge. They're huge.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the uh, game we lost last year, it was because we didn't have enough size. And I think missing Olivier, even though he's not the most physical or aggressive player in the world, I think if we had him in that game against Michigan, we would have won. Uh, I mean, we should have won anyways, but uh, that would definitely have helped a lot when they went on that run with Hutchinson. With H- Hutchinson, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this team they proved a lot to me honestly well against Arizona they had a lot of fight I think when Arizona we came out and we played great the first half calls didn't and then then later in the first half calls started to not go our way and a lot of calls didn't go our way and that kind of shifted the whole momentum of the game and I think we were tied at halftime and then kept getting bad calls in the second half I mean I won't say they were all bad but but a lot of them you can swallow your whistle on. I mean, come on, we're, we're trying to put an entertaining product on the TV. Just come on, man. But anyways, and you expect that in, in an opposing team's gym with officials. You probably don't see a whole lot. But we, I think Arizona went up by 10 at one point. And we, it kind of felt like, oh God, they're going to run us out of the gym right here. This is what, this is what's about to happen. And no, we made some threes, we got some buckets, and we kept fighting. We, we the call started happening again, but it, it, they showed a lot of fight. This team has a lot of fight, and if they can get Jordan, jo- Josiah James healthy, which uh, that's the million-dollar question right now. If he can, if he can, could, per, if he could be used this season in a in a, in an actual way, that's going to be completely different. That will so be here, the determining it, factor for this team.
0: Here's my question. What is What is exactly is wrong with him?
1: Okay, he uh, had knee surgery in the offseason, and he's healed. Um, but he doesn't feel comfortable yet. He just feels uncomfortable with it. He's seen several specialists. They've all kind of given him the clear, hey, you're nothing is on paper wrong with you. You should be ready to go. But he just goes out there, and it just does not feel right. And I, I mean, I kind of can understand that to a degree. I mean, you have your knee completely worked on, you have a brand new, I don't know of civics, but I'm assuming there's something new with his knee and it'd be pretty weird. I've never had that happen. I've never had like something put in me, you know, and had to get adjusted to it. And I I assume with your knee, I mean, that's, that's a pretty critical thing with playing the game basketball. So I kind of sympathize with him there, but I feel like I kind of feel like you just need to play, you know. I kind of feel like you gotta just fight through it, and and eventually you'll be over it. But I don't know. I mean, the guy knows better than I do, obviously, and the people who talk with him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you you know your own body. You yeah, always know exactly. your own body. You always know if if something doesn't feel correct, if something mm-hmm. isn't right, you you always know that with your own body. People can. It's like when you go to a doctor and like, well, you're fine. I'm like, well, I. Are they are they diagnose you with something? You're like, that's not that's mm-hmm. not what this feels like. I'm sorry. It it can, can kind of go along with that, and the, another another thing that that really like grabs my attention with this team is the aggressiveness that I haven't seen in a long time from a from a Rick Barnes coach team. Like we we always play hard, but the they have, it's like if they almost have like a Tony Vitello type ran team aggressiveness.
1: Well, I just think they're physical, man. They're, they're like, physical. We we're, you're not going to get out of the gym feeling well, okay? We're going to beat the hell out of you. It's yeah. not going to be a fun time. You don't look forward to this game on your schedule. We're not only just a good basketball team, we we're, we're a miserable team to play. Like you're you're going to play like shit the next week or the next game you have cuz you're still beat up from playing us. Basically. Um and man I don't mean to jump into anything negative right now, but Euros, man. What are you doing? He was having a great game, but he's and and we love this about him. We love his edge to him. We love that edge he has, but he was getting, it got to a level of just pure stupidness. Like you can't get in a guy's face and just like inches from him. Yelling in his face like that is just obvious. That's going to get teed up every time, every single time. That's just pure stupidness. And I I I want him to play with the edge though. Like I
0: love that about him. Exactly. So, I was about, I was about to say that. I I wanted it cuz we've said for so long he's just a big massive teddy bear that doesn't understand that he's 7 foot 2. He doesn't understand he's 7 feet tall. And like and I get it. I like the aggressiveness. I want him to continue to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. I might be different than other people, but I liked it. I did because i I was always a player when I played sports that would just talk, 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 talk the entire time, and it got in the other team's head. But there, there comes a time, like you said, screaming in the guy's face. That's just like you can chirp at them, but not just like yell in them and like in their like right in their face. Yeah. Uh, but Rick Barnes quote said, "I'm not happy with Euros. I'm not happy with his antics." Honestly, I'm tired of it because I think it hurts the team. That's what Rick Barnes says. And he doesn't speak out like that publicly a lot. He he does at times. He he picks and chooses.
1: It's when he says something, he's that is your last warning, kinda. You know, that he did it with Folky. I think he I think after we lost to Mississippi State, uh, in that really and then Rick's one bad year uh since since that eighteen team um i think we had a really bad game against mississippi state and he called out folky and i think two weeks later or a week later folky had that game at, at kentucky where he just took over like he'll he'll, he'll he does this this is, this is something he does um on purpose he wants to get his players attention and that's why he goes to the media
0: to do that i i, I think you're exactly spot on there with what you just said because what would just what what I just said about him being seven two? Does the guy know that he's seven foot two? And Is, I, I I feel like people have kind of chirped that at him, and people have Twitter, people have social media, people say it all the time. Like, do you realize you're that tall? You're that big. And I think he wanted to like prove it a little bit. I don't know if that's. I think that's what I saw on TV. Is like you wanted to prove like okay I can be aggressive. Watch this. Oh, I mean I just, being. Being aggressive, right. as in, when you have the ball a foot from the rim, dunk the hell out of it. You're so eight, you're so capable of just dominating the boards if you really want to. Be big, be big, because a lot of times you play small, and I think that's what Rick Barnes is saying. You try to be too big, and it hurt the team. Just. Be aggressive and big. You don't have to chirp and, and get in like, people's face and get texts and make things happen in that type of realm in the game.
1: What I hated was he was actually having a really good game on oh. offense, mm-hmm. defense here or there, rebounding. But um, he was actually getting the ball. He had, he had a couple of moments where he just dunked it and just he took, took advantage of how big he was and cut now. through the gap and drove to the rim. That mm-hmm. was nice to see, man. And... I think he was feeling himself. I really just think he was feeling himself because he does no. that. I mean, he's done this. I remember um, that Vandy guy uh, pushed Viscovi and it like, you could just see Euros like saw red and just took a charge yeah. of that guy. And I think he did some of that at LSU and uh, we were playing. And when we were playing Florida last year, uh, we were going on a run and he looked at Mike White and said, you probably need to take a timeout. <laughs> he's 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 got an edge remember he uh at the football game against kentucky we were showing off our sc championship trophy and he went over to all the kentucky fans and started showing it off and they're all flipping him off and he yeah, was, I was loving every second of it
0: honestly like i kind of go back to what i said a minute ago i, I kind of like the i know what rick barnes said what he said and getting the guy's face i don't agree with him to screaming in the guy's face but man, I would kill for him to be a villain. I really would kill for him to be a villain because those people hated him at Arizona. Hated him.
1: Oh, you know the, love that it. that goes back though. Like he was at Arizona State and he said like he was couldn't wait for this game, I think. Mm-hmm. Cuz he already had some hate with these people. So I
0: I just want a villain. Like I just I love playing the villain. I really do. And I think this team has kind of a villain feel to them. They're going to miss a lot of people off by the way they play. And I just loved it after the game. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, I I want – I've said it for so long. I want Rick Barnes' team because Rick Barnes is so calm and cool and collected. And in my – in my, uh, uh, I guess, watching the game, I wanted Rick Barnes to get a technical foul, but I understood why he didn't want to do that because we were the game was so close. But don't, man, God, I just, don't West like, Rucker here.
1: Don't don't be a West Rucker right now.
0: Oh no. You
1: saw that? You saw that?
0: Uh, no, I well, I think I saw some of it. But like, no, but seriously, I've said this before in previous podcasts. Like, I want Rick Barnes to when something bad happens, yeah. I want him to to stand up and like just just lay into the official and say, dude, yeah. wh- what are you doing? And like I, I, I get after the game. He's like, oh, I didn't like it. I love these guys. They're great people, and I, uh, I don't agree with them. Man, you got to do that during the game. Because how many times does that does that does that happen? And they change the way they start to call a game. Like it happens. It.
1: Uh, yeah, I think Barnes. I think his style is to like handle it kind of behind the scenes because Mm -hmm. he actually kind of gets a good whistle. Usually I feel like he gets a pretty good whistle because he's, he's kind of like a made man in basketball. He's connected, you know, a lot more than Mm -hmm. other people. I think Mm -hmm. that's why Penny Hardaway hated him so much because he, he gets tense since all the, you know, Barnes is like, we call it established. And he has all the connections. Everyone knows his name. He's, He's going to every, he's he's invited to every golf club or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's he. Everyone knows Rick, and and he knows everybody. Like that official, I think his name was uh, John Higgins, and you could find pictures of him and Barnes over the years. Like it, he's, I just I, here's my thing. College basketball, man. It's it's not exactly in the greatest place it's ever been. the The regular season has never meant less. It feels like. And you're going to take a game, a top 10 game uh, where it's the only game on TV. And apparently the, this ref only does high, like high echelon games. Like he only does the primetime ESPN, seven thirty to to whatever primetime games, top 10 games. That's his only games he really does or most of them. But, uh, and he's going to call a game like that. Like that is, if I'm just like a neutral party, some guy in like, I don't know Tampa who just doesn't even follow college basketball that much, but I turn on the TV and I see this and it's just not fun to watch this guy constantly blowing his whistle every five seconds, making it all yeah. about him mm-hmm. and like, like, no, that you don't have to be that way. You don't have to throw the rule book. It's a, obviously we are going to break some rules. It's like driving on the interstate. Uh, I think, I mean, I wouldn't say driving would be less popular, but it would be less fun if you had cops around every corner. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh
0: 52, 52 and fifty. Mm-mm, nope. Yeah. Get over yeah. here. That's, that's there's one hundred fifty. There, there's like a cop every three miles. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good analogy. It's sometimes they blew the whistle. The entire game, nonstop, and then the the possession where you could kind of slide on the when why is my mind just completely blank right now uh went up for the layup this is his last possession when they fouled key and like just completely destroyed key oh yeah and he went up for the layup they what is his name why can't i think of his name santiago Santiago Vescovi. Oh, my yeah. gosh. My mom was just dead right there. Uh, Santiago Vescovi, actually. Get it right. Lo- loser. Um, he goes in for layup. I can understand not calling that a foul because it was just kind of a body contact. Like, went up. But when the guy ran over and destroyed Key. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even like – it wasn't even – it, it was not a soft foul. It was a hard foul. And when um, when they've been just completely – taking up for Arizona the entire game. They haven't said – when Jimmy Dykes has been just completely getting off on Arizona all game, all game long, been getting off on him all game long. And then when he has the nerve to say, well, that's a lot of contact, you know there's something wrong because Jimmy Dykes was just like the biggest Arizona fan I've ever seen in my entire life in that that game and I don't understand it. But the announcers were Arizona just – former Arizona basketball players – Uh current announcers, I don't know what they were, but they were pro Arizona the entire game. But that foul right there was it was in a crucial moment of that game, and that was beyond belief to watch. I was sitting there with my brother-in-law, and he screams at Top's Long. He's like, What in the blue hell was that? (laughs) He's like, How do you not blow your whistle? Are you blind as a bat? Like, he was just he was going off. And it was just ridiculous to watch. Like it's, that was pathetic.
1: It's, it's ridiculous. I mean,
0: uh, and my favorite thing was when it happened. Ah, uh, the you
1: can see the official John Higgins. He goes, "What do you want me to do? Call a foul on that? Yeah. um uh, uh, sorry, you're not wearing blue and in red. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's just. I mean, it's blatantly obvious. I mean, I know you aren't going to get a good whistle in an environment like that against a team like that. You're not going to get to get a good whistle. That's why those games are nearly impossible to win. It is yeah. like I've tried to explain to my friends from the peach state because they don't watch a lot of basketball, but, uh, they, they, they're like, Oh, you always say you want someone neutral site. You always want them a neutral site. It's basketball. You dumbass. The sport is, there's no bigger home field at home advantage than the sport of basketball, college basketball. It is goddamn impossible to beat someone mm-hmm. in the home gym. Uh, we went undefeated at home last year and we went, I mean, we were great, but, but, some of the teams i don't know if we would have beat them on neutral site i think arkansas would have probably beat us in neutral sites and we beat them at home same thing with auburn uh it, it's just it's hard to beat teams at home i mean hell we couldn't I remember we always lost at georgia even when georgia would not like be last SEC. Mm-hmm. we'd still go there go there and lose when we were having a sweet 16 team um here my jimmy dykes man i am Okay, I know there's some crowd of, that are like, oh, we like Dykes. He, he says nice things about, about us. He does, uh, usually. If he's in Thompson Bowling Arena, he loves Tennessee, okay? But if he's <laughs> in Arizona and we're getting beat and Arizona doing good things and he really loves these officials for some reason um, – He's gonna be all about Arizona and all about these. I, the the thing that did that got me is like the official praise. Why were we praising the officials? They are calling a garbage game. You, you're working for ESPN, and ESPN's number one concern should be here. Hey, does this is this a good product? Is this entertaining? Would I want to watch this? And uh, and if I'm anybody that's watching this, I I say no. This is unwatchable. This is ugly. This is this is just miserable and awkward. No one can get any momentum. That's not good for the game of basketball. I know I just went on that rant, but it's it's the most. Uh, Jimmy Dykes is like a golden retriever, and he, he, whoever is newest around him, he's his favorite. You know, he's like, oh, I love this guy. Oh, let me make some phrases. He's a he's a he's a he's a nine to fiver man. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a gr- gritter gr- gritter grinder. I don't know. He, he makes up these phrases, and you just want to shut up, Jimmy. Just shut up. <laughs> you don't notice as much when he's saying it about your team, but when he's going on and on about the other team, you're just like, God, if he makes up another effing word, you see he's got a dictionary here. Okay, that adverb mixed with that. <laughs> um, yeah, he thinks he's Eminem or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so what's,
0: what's even what's crazy about that? It's like, it's like, I understand the officiating in our game was uh, like just the most horrific bullshit stuff I've ever seen in my entire existence. This might be one of the worst officiated games I've been, I've seen in a, in a long, long time. But not just our game, but just watching the landscape of officiating this weekend, it was so pathetic. Awful. It was so pathetic. Officiating has gotten so bad in all of sports, from college football, college basketball, to the NFL. Is it was so freaking bad watching i just i just hit nfl real quick watching sunday night football last night taylor heineke throws the ball to i think i believe it was Dotson in the end zone and the defender just completely gropes the guy and they don't call it because it's like the last play of the game why can't officials call a penalty or a foul on the last play of the game is that impossible to do well we could end a game like that yes you can Make the right freaking call. Joe Lindsay understand.
1: disagrees. Joe Lindsay disagrees. He he proved that in the Sweet Sixteen that one time.
0: what <laughs> you uh, you get what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, it's like a if it, foul if is a foul. If it's, if, it's bl- if it's blatant, if it's if it's okay, if it's a on a scale of one to two, if it's a two level foul, okay, I'll I'll agree. Maybe bite your whistle there, you know. But if it gets up to like a on a scale of one to ten, a four level penalty, you know, like I think you got to call it, man. I mean. Yeah. If it's 50-50, okay, but outside of that, you got to call it. it. I mean, I will say I, I understand the fear on their part because they don't want it to be like a iffy call and it costs them the game and they become world famous now for the guy who ruined that, you know, made it yeah. about him. But you can wave flags off now, can't you? I mean, you can just go and look at the replay and say, hey, that wasn't good real fast. There's no flag. Well,
0: I don't disagree with that about throwing the flag and picking it up. But you should be able to do that with fouls in basketball. Yeah. know the whistle, huddle up, and say, okay, that was not a foul. I had the angle. It's not a foul. You called it from way over here from backcourt, and I'm standing right here, and you called the foul. I'm going to tell you it was not a foul. Here I am. So it, I think it needs to be like that in all sports where officials, when a call is very questionable, they all huddle up and be like, if you're outnumbered, that's this is a call. So you, I, I just—that's what I believe. I you think watch it's a lot
1: more NBA than me. I yes. know they have reviewing the fouls. Do you like that
0: reviewing the foul? Yeah. Yes. You like that? Yeah, I do. It because
1: it take too much time.
0: Uh, not usually. No, uh, because it's not meaning during a game. Wow. Because usually it's pretty obvious if it's not a foul or a foul. And the coach will kind of almost challenge it almost without challenging it. Or they'll like review this crap. Like kind of like the inbounds outbounds, like out of bounds play. If it's out of bounds, they will like challenge it and they'll usually do it to try to get it right. Uh, but I, I do like the, because it hasn't ruined the game. It's not like every play. It's not like the pass interference. Is this the pass interference or is this not the year the NFL try to do that? It just didn't work. It was just awful. Uh, but it works in the NBA. And I think in college basketball, they should be able to call a foul and then overturn it if it is indeed not a foul with all the officials seeing it. But then that could cause another whole realm of chaos when the other fan base is like, this is bullshit and whatever. But Did did you see the ending of the Rutgers-Ohio State game, I think it's like
1: two weeks ago? Um, Ohio State made this buzzer beater, but... um, I think it was a rules like the guy who inbounds it is not allowed to be like the first guy that touches the ball. And they technically broke that rule. And then they made a buzzer beater, but no fouls called. And that was just it. So they missed a complete, like that play should not have happened, but whatever.
0: No, it's it's, it's pathetic, but um, moving on. We can talk about the officials and college basketball day, but the season is very young, and I think this team is going to be so good by the end of the season. I wholeheartedly believe that. For me, it's it just relies on Jordan, Josiah James,
1: if he can be himself. Or yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think well, here's the thing. I think that they're listening to him right now because it is early in the season, and they're still one of the best teams in the country right now without him. And when they do get him back, I don't think they want to rush him back. I think it's I think it's a hand to hand type of deal here. I think they kind of see it. He feels it, and they kind of they kind of feel it out of what's actually happening. And I think that they'll come to terms of like when it's the right time. But I I would rather not rush him back. I'd rather have him later. I really would. Um, do you uh, have a fear at all? of this team finding a
1: rhythm and finding some chemistry without him. And then we try to insert him back in and it just doesn't work. Kind of like with Cedric Tillman this year. Mm, no, no, I think it's kind of a worry for me. I, I, I will say that's a, it's a slight worry and nothing. I want to get out there. Uh, man. we got to start Ziegler. He He's the best point guard on, on this team by a long stretch. And I know we started him the first few games and that Colorado game. He was a complete train wreck. And it would just it just did not work. But man, that guy's a starter. I mean, he's, he's your best point guard. He led us in scoring last night. I think he hit his career high, twenty one. When he's on, he can really make a big difference.
0: Well, to be fair, the whole team was flat out garbage against Colorado. So uh, yeah. But uh, what did what did, what did,
1: what did Barnes say about him though? He's like he is reckless. He <laughs> he like he yeah. went off on Ziegler.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
1: uh was another thing? Oh, one more point on basketball, uh, Santiago. Uh, he's clearly not even close to himself right now. I think last year he averaged 41% from three not right now. He's like, what, 28% or probably even lower than that. Now, uh, he's, I think he's still dealing with that shoulder. He, uh, I think I he, either.
0: I think he might be, but here's my opinion on that. I think that's is the best player he can be when he has a solid point guard. Yeah. Because he's open. <laughs> like, all like a, open a lot. When you have to really uh, focus on a point guard, I think uh, that is when Besscabee really thrives. I think he, he just has the confidence that he's... Because he's kind of at times, like, he's trying to bring it up the court. He's just not fast enough. And it's like, we just don't have a true point guard. And it's kind of what you said. I think that might hurt us. But at the same time, I still think this team is going to be super tough down the stretch uh defensively
1: no one's harder to play at no i mean and i really want to key to get into his own man mm-hmm. I, I i've seen flashes of him just dominating it's just it's not for a consistent period of time i know against arizona or not arizona against gonzaga in the preseason he had that i think he had 26 points in that game and i want to see that guy i want to see that mm-hmm. coming up
0: yeah no but, like I said, it's early in the season. I think his team's gonna start to really click uh midway through the season. I think you're gonna see it they're gonna be really dominant uh but let's move on to uh some football news recruiting news uh this is all you oh oh well, today we
1: also got the news that uh oh what was his name i it's it's a kind of weird first name. Let me get this right. It's the off flyman from uh From Texas. He was a consistent, consensus consensus four star (laughs) in recruiting. Oh, yeah. Uh, On on Andrej, it's like Andre with a J at the end. Andrej.
0: I think so. (laughs) But uh,
1: Carrick from from Texas. He was a backup at Texas, but he was a consensus four star. (laughs) Um, And uh, he did get beat out for the starting job, but he's a redshirt freshman. So I'm i'm not really worried about that i think and i trust glenn ellerby i think he's one of the best offensive line coaches you could ever ask for and uh what he did with um darnell wright is unreal this year so i'm thinking this guy could be a starter next year because we're, lo- we're losing Wright and carver from the line this year i think mm-hmm. we're bringing back spragans cooper Mays. man Cooper maze that, that 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 guy is the most underrated guy on the whole team he's he's i feel like he should be all SEC. Um, mm-hmm. hey, just
0: but, uh, as a hazard, real quick. Uh, my Wi Fi is acting up, so if I cut out, I'll be right back. So, go okay,
1: ahead. okay. so outside of that, uh, I think yesterday we lost a commitment to uh, four star Sylvester Smith. Uh, that was that sucked, but I don't know. Uh, it was he we lost him to Auburn, and he's a Alabama kid. And when you listen to people talk about it, they always they always like, everyone's locked up if you want to worry about anything, it'd be that guy. And they always mention that guy is kind of a worry because he liked Auburn, but Auburn never had their shit together. Mm-hmm. And once Auburn got Hugh and everything started flowing, I, I hate that he did this, this, this late cause he kind of makes it hard to replace now because signing day is Wednesday. I know we're looking at, I think Tyler Scott out of Georgia, but it might make us go to the transfer market for a, defensive back and I don't I won't mind that for sure. But outside of that, this is looking like a top ten class. Um I think we this is a great class. We we missed on some guys like we missed on that off the flyman out of uh California that went to I think Miami. Oh Miami paid him out the ass, I believe. <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, Miami, good lord. They are throwing around some cash man. And Crystal Ball man, he he's not that great of an in-game coach, I don't think. I think he's kind of yeah. a. I think he's not that good, honestly. Um, but the guy recruits. and I think them going five and seven was amazing for him because he could just go recruit now. Didn't have anything to worry about. Just go out there and throw around nil money in the Miami Sun, where every and and it's during a period where everywhere else in the country is twenty degrees, and he you're in Miami. You know, yeah, uh, it's a definite advantage for a guy like him, who. Less to recruit, but man. Uh, Oh, and we got the, uh, early enrollees. I think 10 of them are at, uh, are practicing for the bowl. They, they're allowed to participate in the bowl practices. They're obviously not allowed to play, but in the game, but they're allowed to play. And we've gotten to see obviously Nico finally in, in real practices at Tennessee. That was awesome. And he looks great. He just, it's so nice to see him live there. I, I, I'll be honest. I kind of would not mind seeing him starting game next next fall. That is, yeah. But uh, well, it was just we, a
0: couple throws.
1: So, um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple. Uh, they look so pretty. It <laughs> um, uh, looks so good, and you Man, I, I love. I love that these guys are getting to practice this early because they've never really had that as an opportunity, uh, and it kind of takes away. A stage you know like uh-huh. that that spring it obviously doesn't go that that amazing for the freshmen. usually i mean you're not gonna come here and absolutely be top of the depth chart day one but it kind of gives you an extra step because like hell if these guys had their se- senior years of high school at a college they would be one step ahead of everybody and that kind of takes a percentage of that step in my opinion so we instead of getting like total freshmen we, you get like more of a finished product not not mm-hmm. a finished product but a percentage closer mm-hmm. um so that's great i think we got arian carter there The i mean a guy that most people didn't think we were going to get a week ago is already in practice as a ut <laughs> that's beautiful uh, <laughs> dominating the end state one. that's that's
0: it's beautiful and and it just we were what 20th last year in recruiting and we're we'll probably around there and then we're going to have like a top 10 class this season so it's like I said it so many times in our previous coaches I just want to see progression mm-hmm. and this is this is progression you saw progression from year one of hypo to year two of hypo. you saw progression from year one of recruiting from Heupel to year two of recruiting from Heupel and this 2024 class or 2020 this 2023 class Wait, yeah is going to be I think ridiculous <laughs> yeah i think 2024
1: it's gonna be, is going to be uh i i want top five yeah least.
0: 2024 is i think shaping out to be uh yeah and yeah. from what i hear ut is, throwing, UT is throwing around some
1: money like, we are not playing around we are out paying schools and uh that's nice to see i wonder i don't think we're getting the off to blyman out of rhode island i think that i don't think that's going that, that way but yeah that's recruiting sign day is wednesday and i just like where we're at man and you're just gonna take steps gradually it's it's so much better though we've had top 10 classes here before under previous regimes but you didn't trust the coaches this much yeah you know you never I, I mean, you you felt optimistic about some of them, of the coaches, but you didn't really feel like, okay, this is gonna for sure work. Like, we get this four or five star. I'm ninety percent sure he'll be good here. And I'm yeah. not saying he's hit on everyone. Justin Williams Thomas is in the portal now. He was a high four star running back, and that didn't work out, I guess. But I feel I feel good. I feel good. And and honestly, some of these three stars. Are like guys who had amazing <laughs> senior years, and then we offered them. And I, ca- I kind of feel like they're late bloomers, and those are the diamonds in the rough, kind of, you know, those guys that didn't get attention their junior and sophomore years, so they didn't ever get the the th- the four star mark. Like Tyree right. Weather Ty- Tyree Weatherspoon, the D lineman out of Douglasville, Georgia. Georgia, he's had an amazing senior year, but he still listed as a three star on all the sites, and I I just don't think he's a three star. Uh, it's all about it's
0: all about it's all about money. You paid them more money to go to their camps, they're gonna give you high stars. So exactly. That's why Jerry Garantano uh yeah. got
1: paid to come to UT. Um well, I shouldn't say that, but I did. Um, um that's the rumor.
0: Oh but, no. It's gonna hurt us now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was wasn't like that that the threat though for like why JG had to play that was mm-hmm. some people started mm-hmm. that like he was gonna yep. you know, rat rat him out to the NCAA. Mm -hmm. The answer well, it couldn't Mm -hmm. be less powerful than maybe one of the least powerful forces in the world.
0: Yeah. All right. Any more recruiting news? Uh, Just
1: hold on to these guys and pray Deion Sanders didn't offer like a billion dollars to someone. I mean, I know Ethan Smith got offered by Colorado or Ethan Davis, the four star tight end out of uh, Georgia. and that guy is a big staple in this class, and I definitely don't want to lose him. I it, it's just kind of like I don't know. Uh,
0: I think Dion, Dion, Sander, Dion. I think Dion Sander's stick is going to get old, yeah. With well, the money, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think his stick is going to get old because a big university is going to offer the same amount of money. I'm sorry, maybe, it, yeah. The, his stick is going to get old. I'm telling you right now, everything has to be on film, everything has to be on camera, everything has to be perfectly set up to make it completely fake as sticks going to get old.
1: It'll be interesting. I, I I say one reason that makes me think it might work out for him was when he hired, uh, I can't remember his name, Craig, something, the head coach from Kent state who kind of runs Hyples offense and was a big name. When he hired him for, to be the OC, that kind of made me step back. Like, Oh, that guy knows what to do. You know, if Dion can be smart and be like Ed Orgeron 2019, just kind of be the facilitator. I don't know how much coaching Dion offers on defense. I mean, I don't know his experience. I know he didn't do great at uh whatever that AAU thing was. But um, if he can just be the facilitator and let really smart, really, you know, great X's and O's guys set up stuff, that that'll be a difference maker for me with, uh, mm-hmm. if Dion's going to be successful, I, I honestly, honest to God right right now, if you told me, is he going to win 10 plus games at Colorado? I, I'd say yes, uh, eventually not, not next year, but he will eventually get,
0: there. well, that conference is pretty trashy and crap. So, uh, but my last thought on this is Dion is top going heavy. To, D- Dion's going to be Dion. So I just, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, that will wrap up recruiting news. Let's get on to some trivia, Austin.
1: Okay,
0: let's let's do some let's do some trivia. And um, I just love this music. She wants to be, wants to be a millionaire again I going to repeat. My Wi-Fi is kind of acting sketchy. So if I get kicked out of here, I will be back in about 30 seconds with this music and all. So the category of tribute tonight, guys, is where did these NFL players play college ball at? You should pretty much know every nail on this list. Austin, before answering, kind of take a pause before you answer because those listening, I want them to have a chance to actually think about it before you answer. Okay. But let's start. Off with our first one, it shouldn't be too hard. Some of them may be a little bit difficult. But our football whiz Austin Brown (laughs) might guess them all. But try to take a little pause, like I said, before you answer them. For those listening, can answer before you answer. If they know it. The number one player on this list is number one player of all time. The greatest of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Where did quarterback Tom Brady play college football at?
1: Okay, I think that's enough of a pause. Um, Michigan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, ooh, we very crank up that difficulty a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. Where did Barry Sanders play college ball at? Well, pause.
1: Um, I don't know if you remember this, but his son actually played at this school too Uh recently, Barry Sanders, uh, Jr. at Oklahoma State. That is
0: correct. Rob Gronkowski. Hmm.
1: That's uh. This is actually one that might that might trick up some people. Actually, I I I know it. Um, it's Arizona, right? That's correct.
0: Yeah. Matt Ryan. Ah. Uh, Pause.
1: <laughs> Boston College. Correct. Yes. It won the ACC, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No Joe... legendary
0: comebacks let up there joe joe flacco hmm,
1: yeah this is a De- delaware <laughs> <laughs> yeah Correct. sorry I just
0: yes kirk cousins this is i i can't
1: even picture him playing here but i i know it but it's Michigan Falls. State. Yes. So, as make make
0: your pauses just a tad bit longer. Do
1: you want me do you want me to give you some? I got I can rack, rack up you, some. You
0: can after I get on my list. We can we can continue to play some trivia. Okay. The starting quarterback right now of the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Hurdy. This is actually,
1: if you told me the starting quarterback, if you didn't tell me the name of the starting quarterback, I wouldn't have got it because I haven't watched them as much as I should, but that would be uh, Party Like a Rockstar, uh, Iowa State.
0: That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, who's that
1: receiver for uh, Green Bay? Uh, They had a great connection, I remember back in 2019.
0: All right. Where did this NFL player play college football at? The next player is on this list. Where did Tony Roma play college ball at?
1: Ooh, this is actually a... Pause. Pause. It's not central. It's not western. It's not southern. It's eastern Illinois. Correct.
0: Austin is undefeated on this list so far. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Where did San Francisco current San Francisco wide receiver play college ball at? Debo Samuel.
1: Oh man. That that's freaking easy. I I saw him catch an amazing catch in Neal Stadium. South Carolina. That's correct. 2019, one-handed on the goal line, mm-hmm. right before halftime.
0: <laughs> the next player of where did he play college football at? In the NFL, former NFL player Troy Polamalu. Where did oh, Troy Polamalu play college football? H. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's easy. I mean, it's not uh, that easy for some I don't know. Yeah,
1: okay. That might be. I can only picture him in that, you know, uh, USC. Correct. He looks like such. Like, I couldn't picture. Maybe Miami. That's the only other school I could picture him wearing a uniform for.
0: This. This might get you. Current Rams wide receiver cooper cup oh my god uh (laughs) shoot they're only going to get harder most of them get harder not all of them but there are some that are difficult i don't know why
1: and you tell me it's not fbs right it's not like a power five right i can't tell tell you that I can't you're tell you that. That? No, you, you're, you're on the feeder. You're on the feeder right now. I can't tell you. Fair enough. Reason. Fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like I feel like you played it.
0: I feel like I've heard this. It was at Barry College. Current NFL receiver, Cooper Cup, played college ball at Eastern Michigan, oh. Eastern, Eastern Washington. Sorry. Eastern oh. Washington, the Redfield.
1: Okay, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you finally got me, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. All
0: right, T.Y. Hilton. Oh,
1: uh, I'm trying to think. Okay maybe an fcs school maybe g5 no uh, uh <laughs> i think uh for some reason i'm thinking no i don't know why i think this but
0: nc state T.Y. Hilton played at the University of Florida International University. Dang. Yeah, you have um, gotten two wrong. Back to back, in, man. I'm on a losing a row, streak. In a row. You are like, a loser. Like, uh, shoot. You are on a losing streak, two in a row, just like the Titans.
1: Oh, I wish it was just two in a row for the Titans.
0: All right. Where did this former NFL player play college ball at? Heinz Ward.
1: I really don't know, honestly. USC?
0: Er... Hmm.
1: My second, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with USC, but my, just want
0: to put it out there. My number two answer is Pitt for some reason. Both of your answers are incorrect. Heinz <laughs> Ward played at your least favorite fan base in the entire country. Oh my God. I forget?
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't
0: like them. The Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> How long ago was that? 80s? No, God, he's not that old. <laughs> um. Okay, next one. Where did this player play college ball at? TJ Watt.
1: Okay. Oh, hold on. No, I know JJ played at Wisconsin. TJ Watt. TJ played at. T- Oh, was it Wisconsin? Was it Wisconsin? Was it Wisconsin? Was it Wisconsin? I'm, I think I'm mixing him up with Joey Bosa. I think he played at Wisconsin.
0: TJ Watt played at Wisconsin.
1: Okay, thank God. I, can't, I, I, can't <laughs>
0: thinking, like, I, I remember the Joey Bosa, all the hype. It's like, was that
1: TJ uh-huh. Watt? You know? <laughs> I, what is he? Is he a tight end? TJ Watt? He's a he's a defense fan, right? Yeah.
0: I think of a, I think of a fullback for Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know. No, he's not (laughs) a. All right, next one. Where did Uh, Aaron Aaron Donald play college ball at?
1: That's. pause. Wait. Yeah.
0: Wait. Wait. Hit aaron donald pit play college ball at the university of pittsburgh
1: you got it right i who was that guy at boston college that was like similar height i i, I kind of landry, I get, <laughs> yeah, landry? I, yeah i was getting them mixed up yeah,
0: yeah. all right juju smith schuster
1: Oh, that's, uh... We I mean, can't forget where goddamn guy Juju played. Um... Pause. USC.
0: That is correct. I think we've
1: only had one SEC player so far. <laughs> no, two. Oh, randy has gone. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is the Austin Brown Show. Um... I was answering trivia questions, and now it's just me. Um... Well, those balls. Um, top ten class. Lost Arizona. Bullshit refs.
0: All right, here I am. I am oh, back. he's back. He's back. He's back. I am back. I told you it was gonna happen because my Wi-Fi has been messing up bad tonight.
1: You were, you're, you're a psychic. You know. <sighs>
0: it's like it's all the fu- You
1: saw the future. <laughs>
0: all right, the next player. On this list of where did he play in the NFL? I mean, playing college football that is now in the NFL. Where did Khalil Mack play?
1: Hmm, I know this, and I know oh. because there's a story in this in the in Mark Nagy's decade of dis, of di- dysfunction. There's a story about Derek Dooley going on and on about the watching the film on this guy, and that's he played at the University of Buffalo.
0: That is correct. That's a pretty easy one if you actually pay attention to recruiting and the NFL draft. It's, it's pretty easy. All right, next one. Where did Troy Aikman play college football at?
1: That's, ooh. Okay. Just think of the Cowboys. I, I think it's not, it's not uh, naval. It's not Navy. I think I'm thinking someone else with that. Um, UCLA.
0: Troy Aikman played at UCLA. Got it right.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think Roger Staubach played for Navy then. that's what I was thinking of maybe I don't
0: know these next three I think are going to be pretty tough on you where did Hall of Famer the greatest show on turf quarterback Kurt Warner play tough college football
1: he was stacking grocery shelves in uh, town around here uh then eventually, after this, played Arena League Ball. That would be pause. Northern Iowa. The Catamounts. Co- no, not the Catamounts. I think that's the one Yeah. Northern Iowa is
0: correct, though. Yes. Let's keep it in the quarterback category. Where did Terry Bradshaw?
1: Like college football, at ah, oh, he seems like he's southern. I think he's southern. Let's say it's probably an SEC school, and it's probably Louisiana Tech. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can't get me, man. Oh, <laughs> well, you already got is, me. So talking about. Yeah, I've got
0: you some of Twice. Um, okay, but yes, Louis Tech is correct.
1: Him and uh, Brett Favre kind of sharing that small, small like Southern, Southern miss. College. You can't fool yeah. me.
0: Southern yeah. Miss. Southern all right. Miss. Where did one of the goats of all time at wide receiver play? Sir Jerry Rice
1: okay i know this i can't though i don't think think of the name specifically i know kind of the level in the state and everything it's just the name you know it's like a combination of words i know one word in that though is it mississippi valley state college
0: Jerry Rice played at? What was your answer again?
1: Uh, Mississippi Valley State. I think that's what it's called. They have like a devil mascot.
0: Jerry Rice played at Mississippi Valley State. (laughs) (laughs) So you got.
1: Yeah, one of the more under. Okay, your turn. No, I okay. got,
0: I got, I got five more Oh, okay. and then we will get to me. You can close out the podcast with quizzing me. Okay. Where did the current Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen play
1: pause Wyoming.
0: Correct. I think we had this on a previous podcast and it wasn't ours. But this is a hard one if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs. Huh.
1: Uh it's weird, you know? Because he said, when he, he kept, when Stefan
0: Diggs committed here, everyone was like, what?
1: Oh, oh, oh. All
0: right. Stefan Diggs played college ball at the University of. Maryland. Oh, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> Where did Justin Jefferson play? Oh, we played LSU. Okay. I was, I was yeah, getting those that's, guys that's confused. LSU. Yeah, we okay.
0: played play LSU. Yeah. All right. Here's one. Where did Sean McVay play college
1: football at? Damn, uh, Sean McVay. I honestly can't.
0: Current that. coach of the team that's playing on Monday Night Football right now.
1: Oh, that guy. Oh, Rams. the Rams. That guy. Oh, that guy. Uh, Where does honest McVay to God. Play? wants oh oh yeah i was trying to think of players um
0: where do you play college ball
1: somewhere in california probably right i don't know um i don't know usc I'm just put it out there
0: sean mcveigh played at the university of the fighting ben roethlisberger's miami of ohio really <laughs> yes. huh.
1: I guess I just see him in L.A. Rams, and you just think California, or seeing All his right. house and stuff. Last yep.
0: one, then you can. Last one, then you can try to quiz me. Where did Mike Rabel play college football? Oh, that's easy. That's I mean, he, so easy. That should not have been the last one. I was it, I was gonna I was gonna segue it into the Titans talk, but we're running out of time. So well,
1: he actually got a sack on Peyton Manning. I think uh, that's Ohio State.
0: That is correct. That is correct.
1: That's all. Is that it?
0: Yes, you can go ahead. Okay.
1: Uh, last night, or not last night, Saturday night, or Saturday slash Sunday morning, um, Santiago vescovi joined. It was, I think, the fifty-fourth member of the one-thousand-point Tennessee Club. The guys who did the score were a thousand points to Tennessee. I think. Yeah, he's the seventh guy under Rick Barnes to join that club. Can you name the other six?
0: Probably not. <laughs> I mean, uh, Grant Williams.
1: Mhm.
0: Admiral Schofield.
1: Mhm. Jordan Bone. Mhm. He's. Is- that's actually a name you think will be on here, but isn't. Yeah, and, there's, and, there's name, and there's a name, and there's a name. He was like a nine forty, I think. And there's a name on here you wouldn't expect, but is. He doesn't. And they don't have to play the whole time under Barnes. It could have been like a guy just coached one year, but
0: this is going to take a long time for me to think of. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh well the rest of them are Fulky, Lamonte Turner, Bowden, and Robert. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say Fulky and Lamonte Turner, and that was it.
0: Folky is here one
1: eighteen one. years. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say Fulky, but um Yeah.
1: Okay, uh another question. Uh I don't know. Let's think of something. Okay, Tennessee lost to Virginia Tech in the 2009 Chick-fil-A Bowl. Do you know who the starting quarterback was for Virginia Tech? Tyron Taylor. Yes. Okay. That was easier than I thought. (laughs) Uh, Can you... I think... Where did, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I can't think of that guy's name. Julian Edelman. W- where did Julian Edelman play? College. Oh. I'll give you a hint. He didn't play wide receiver.
0: He played quarterback. Mm-hmm. Eastern
1: Michigan oh you were close it's Kent State oh damn I know it's up there somewhere. Uh, can you name any other Kent State famous probably Hall of Fame alumni
0: Hall of Fame alumni
1: or like I don't know greatest guys in football history just football in general can you name any other Kent State guys oh, who I was just
0: looking at this earlier today.
1: will be regarded as some of the most influential guys in the history of the game <laughs>
0: Tough. I can't.
1: That'd be Nick Saban, The Play a oh, defensive back. Yeah. Screw, screw him. Uh, got his head coaching start down the road, Toledo. Yeah. Screw him. Yeah. All right.
0: You got any more random ones for me? Get out of here. Just random ones. I like this game. This is fun.
1: Me too. Okay. Uh,. Hmm. That would've been a good one if I could think of it. I <laughs> uh, eh, forget it. Yeah, I'm done.
0: All right. <laughs> well, Austin, I think you missed four total out of 25.
1: Yes, that would be. So
0: that's pretty pretty good. Deep, deep, good. That's pretty good.
1: Uh, the hardest one was, I think stefan diggs that
0: I easiest. Oh, I thought it was the easiest i i knew all of these but two because i was Which playing one? a quiz i was playing a quiz oh. uh yeah i didn't know where toy even played at and i didn't know where kurt warner played at oh. i got every other one but those two
1: you didn't watch the kurt Wein- kurt warner uh, football life
0: i That's did really I, I did i, I did but I, sure I, I knew that. every good. single one of them besides Troy Ekman and Kurt Warner. I should have knew Troy Ekman but I did not.
1: That's weird, though. It's it's you never can picture him in college. It just yeah, UCLA, it's UCLA. feels like it's kind of weird. You know, I don't know. Yeah, UCLA yeah. sounds big, but in football, it really isn't that big. Good podcast.
0: Sure. Yeah, it was fun. That's fun. Yeah. We'll do more of the trivia when the off season hits. Yes. Of football, then we always we have to, all we have to talk about is basketball but baseball starting soon so
1: it is oh february Uh, that's not too far very
0: soon that's going to be a hell of a rod too so anyway thanks for joining the channel podcast i'm your host Randy, alongside my great friend austin brown fun episode great trivia good talk we will see you next time peace out homies good night god bless and go balls